wanna get high, man. Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, Rojan Kim. Thank you for joining me today um, for this episode number 282. I'd also like to encourage you to download uh, the Fountain app, subscribe to the Rojan Kim cast, and, uh, you know, send me a boost. Send me a boost and I will read whatever racist thing you write. I will read it on the air. Um, and also, please support this podcast and other podcasts on any podcasting 2.0 platform that you choose. What the hell is pl- podcasting 2.0? Uh, podcasting 2.0 is a new model of podcasting created by um, Adam Curry and John Dvorak, I think is his name. No, it's not. It's some other guy. Anyways, well, I fucked that up. Obviously, I'm not reading any copy. Check out podcasting 2.0 using something like... Duck, duck, go. Okay, or or Google. I guess you know you're probably gonna Google it. You're probably gonna Google it like everybody else. It doesn't matter. Duck, duck, go is compromised too. They've got everything. Okay, so don't even. At what's the point? What's the point of pretending that you can escape the eye of Sauron? Huh? Not even Sauron can escape the eye of Sauron because they ended up putting Sauron in a really shitty Rings of Power show on Amazon that really had no business being made at all. There's no reason to make that show. The only reason to make Rings of Power is, I think, money laundering. Same reason for wars. Same reason, I guess, for everything nowadays is just to launder money. Right? Where? How are we gonna wash all this dirty money? We got all this money. How did we make it? We don't know, but we can't declare it. What do we do? Let's make a show. We'll make one of the most expensive shows in human history, and it's gonna be dog shit. Okay? And that's how we justify the billions of dollars that are gone. What? Like there were billions of dollars on the books. They're gone. Where did they go? And then you can just point them to Amazon Prime. And you can have them watch Rings of Power. And you go, there you go. That's the record. That's the ledger. Do you see every minute that goes by? Every minute of screen time was like $10 million. So you can see where the money went. There it is. Just because you have a lot of money and you use it doesn't mean it's going to yield anything good, right? We put $6 trillion into Afghanistan. And what did we get out of it? We uh, lost... Uh, a lot of weapons, a lot of hardware. We lost our reputation. Uh, we pretty much lost our standing in that part of Asia. Uh, I mean, we lost Afghanistan. You know, we lost the hearts and minds of a lot of people around the world. You know, a lot of loss there. Um, on top of the six trillion, six tri- six trillion, six trillion dollars. Yeah, like that's. I guess that's nothing. How did we even get that? money where did that, where does this money come from well uh, apparently us apparently it's taxpayer money uh, also they this they print the money they kind of create money out of thin air the uh, then they move it around and they give it to people they go there you go now you go use this money to go over there and kill people and then we'll, we'll take some more money and give it to the guys we're killing and be like here you go make it a little harder for us to kill you 
right? And then we go back to the original guys. He goes, dude, these guys have somehow have these crazy weapons. We got to give you more money for better weapons, okay? And then we go to the other back to the guys. We're trying to kill and be like, all right, uh, at any moment, these guys are just going to up and run so you can have all the weapons we're making, okay? You can have them all. And that way, we'll come back next time with better weapons, all right? Okay, break. And then that's... That's how um, we make prosperity nowadays. That's how we create value in our society. In the great country of America, the number one arms dealer in the world, right? That's how we do it. That's how we create value. We, we print money so that we use that money to make weapons so that we can go to war uh, with people that we fund. We give them weapons too so that we can fight them you know, make it kind of fair, and then we blow stuff up, and then we go back, and we get more money to go make more weapons, so on and so forth. It's a fucking gold mine, okay? This is, this is how, that's what's left. That's all we've got. We don't do anything else very well, but we can throw money into a hole that kills people. That We're really good at it. Really good at it. America's like... America's thing is like just throwing money, throwing money and bombs. That's what we hear. Ah, ah. It's like on one hand, there's a the left-hand path and the right-hand path. It's hard to know which one is the good and which one's the bad. Left, well, the left-hand path is supposed to be the bad one, but is that the money or the bombs? I would have to argue in this situation, if someone were to throw a bomb at me or money, I would say money is the good one, right? If someone gave you the choice, hey, would you like, for me to throw a bomb at you or would you like for me to throw this stack of $100 bills and look sure you might have some dignity issues you might be like hey 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 you can't you can't throw money at me like I'm some kind of whore like I'm I'm a stripper huh you can't but would you rather the bomb how about this tomahawk missile would you like that that which is also a few million dollars. That's also, you know, it is literally throwing money at someone, but it's that money. They took the money, they gave it to some weapons manufacturers, right? Weapons manufacturers in turn, you know, they could they took a cut for themselves, but then of course they paid for all the workers, the infrastructure, all the stuff, you know, the factory, whatever. They paid for it all. So they could make that sweet tomahawk missile coming right for you. Okay? If you choose the bomb. Bomb is, of course, metaphorical. I don't mean a literal bomb. It's just an explosive device. I mean, it could be rocket-powered. I mean, I could lob a grenade at you. How's that? Would you like me to throw a grenade at you or throw you a stack of hundreds? Why is this taking so long? This why this should not even be a discussion. So anyways, yeah, we got weapons in one hand, money in the other. And that's what we do. And that's, uh, that's how we roll. And we um, create money out of thin air in order to make the weapons. Uh, and then we keep we use the weapons so that there's a, a necessity to create more money because there's always going to be more war. The more shit you bomb, the more mad people are going to be, and then someone's going to do something, right? That's sort of our foreign policy now. It's, it's just someone's going to do something. That's just uh, we just throw our hands in the air and be like, something's going to happen. So we're gonna we, when it happens, we're just going to do stuff. Um. So, hey, looking forward to that. But it's great, you know, doing stuff was good. I was in Austin uh, last week, which um, that was fun. I was there for 
bit block boom. Well, I wasn't really there for bit block boom. I mean, bit block boom. It's really hard. Got it. It's fucking. What a hard fucking name for the, uh, the whoever created the guy who made this conference. Uh, he's a boomer, but he's a cool dude. He was an early Bitcoin guy. But bit block boom. It's obviously somebody who like is not thinking about saying it. Anyways, it's a bad name. But I went there because uh, my internet friends, okay, the triple elite meme squad on Bitcoin Twitter, which sounds, I am a 44-year-old man saying this, right? It sounds completely absurd. It sounds sounds like I'm some fucking 15-year-old kid, you know, who's like talking about some fucking Halo group or I don't know, whatever the kids are playing now. Elden Ring Clan or whatever the fuck they're, you know what I mean? Like I just fucking, uh, yeah, we met up in Austin. I don't even, I didn't even have a conference ticket to this Bitcoin conference. That's the move now, man. There's no point in going to these conferences for me anymore. I'm just going to the conferences because there's um, a lot of good times, good drugs, good times, good people. Possibly a Fed honey trap, you know. But why do what do I care? I literally have nothing to lose. I've lost everything. I don't know if you go a few episodes back, I'll outline everything I've lost. But I've lost everything. I don't even have any Bitcoin for you to steal. I got nothing. So I don't even care about being doxxed. You know, whatever this being do- They're going to come and get me, I guess, for my questionable uh, political beliefs. My beliefs on monetary policy. <laughs> just, the, uh, just wanting to, um, I don't know. Saying that I like freedom, that puts me on a list, right? They already have like this idea that you know the Trump supporters are semi-fascist. Say the people who want you to take a pharmaceutical product, okay? The people that are um, taking money from weapons manufacturers and paying journalists. To embed them uh, within the military-industrial complex in order to glorify the war, they need to continue, right? And then on the other hand, they'll have intelligence operatives. They'll have the director, former director of the CIA, just come on the news and be like, "Well, here's some news. Here's I'm a I'm a former spook, and now I'm telling you the news." And then the news is like, "Wow, thanks, former spook. We would no need to question anything this guy's saying, right? No need to question his motives or like, verify what he's saying. No, just." It's straight from the horse's mouth. That's literally the job of the news, I guess, is to not verify anything. It's just just be the flavor flav of the state, I guess. Like, you know, they'll have a, here's a representative of the state to come out to tell you that what reality is. And then the person from the state will be like, yes, this is what is happening. This is reality. This is what you should believe. And then the news person goes, well, you heard it here first. They just go, yeah, boy. That's literally all they do now. They're propagandists. You know, they don't they don't go, hey, why? Why are you? That doesn't seem to make sense because earlier you said this. They don't they don't say that. They go, yeah, boy, because you know, they're just they're just hype men now. They literally have no other purpose than to just repeat the talking points of the state or major corporations. Right. So these people, the people who are in bed with major corporations uh, and the state and the media, all working together 
to uh, propagandize to you, to tell you that you should rat on your friends for meeting. Remember that? Remember they were telling you to rat on your friends or family for, for having meetings? Back when we were all uh, quarantining and isolating. Remember that? Remember how they uh, told you that um, you'd be free? Huh? If you just followed the rules. Just follow the rules and be free. Remember that? Remember that? That's not just COVID. That's just uh, that's ni- uh, after 9-11 too. Remember? You just do- take off your shoes. Take off your shoes. Let the uh, millimeter wave scan or scan your naked body so we can have a little record of that. So we can... Uh, Buy and we could buy and sell images of your naked body over the dark web or yeah, the regular web, whatever. Who gives a fuck? Right? All yeah, just give us all your shit. Just give us all your shit, you fuck. You know, fuck you. Yeah, we don't even care if you die. Go ahead and die. It's fine. We'll just move on. You're just you're not even a number anymore. You're not even a number. We don't have room for numbers. You're just you're just a swipe. Just a swipe. You swipe at, I mean, which of course is represented by numbers, but you know, you you get what I'm saying. Did I even? I said I went to Austin, and this is what happened. I just went on some crazy rant. The the yes, yeah, so I did go to Austin for Bit Block Boom. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and um, one of the reasons I went was uh, to go see a uh, fight, an MMA fight, two MMA fights put on by um, Bitcoiners. It was uh, Wooderson, Amish. Those are the two guys on the triple elite meme side. And then on the other side, you had Bitcoin Fuckboy to fight Wooderson and Ephesians to fight Amish. Uh, One of the funnier things about this fight is that it is not uh, in any way sanctioned. It is not in any way, you know, it's not actually a real bout. It's really just a couple guys coming to scrap, right? Uh, And, of course, Texas being the crazy state it is, apparently all you have to do is sign a waiver and uh, they'll let you do that. They'll let you let you come to blows uh, inside of a ring and almost cause each other bodily harm, potentially potentially fatal harm, uh, if is as long as it's of your own volition. And honestly, though, isn't that, that that the price of freedom? That's the price of freedom. That's what free ultimately is, right? The fact that you're saying that you will take the risk. You will take the risk to your life and limb for whatever retarded reason you could come up with. In this case, a couple of internet strangers talking shit to each other and deciding, hey, let's scrap after we talk this shit. Now, of course, uh, being men, they're the best of friends. Uh, they're buddies. <laughs> they're just great buddies. You know, you fight a guy and then uh, next thing you know, you know, you got nothing. That's it. You don't really have anything bad to say about the guy. You just say you fought. Especially if you fought fairly. You fought in the ring. It was good. Uh, do I need to to uh, hash out everything? I mean, I had the honor of being in the corner of both guys, uh, of Amish and Wooderson. I think uh, really because I was the only one with any martial arts experience, having a, a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, and some experience uh, with uh, amateur MMA, not as a, I never fought, but you know, I had friends doing it. I was around uh, the training process, whatever. Just listen. There's nobody else. Trust me. <laughs> there was nobody else. And uh, they did great. I mean, there's no credit to me. I was just there to witness uh, them refuse to do jujitsu. I guess that's, that's pretty much that's pretty, pretty much cornering these guys was watching them uh, beat the shit out of each other and then refuse to do jujitsu 
out of some false uh, sense of wanting to be merciful to their opponents. Both of them, both Amish and Wooderson, said to me that they had their opponents mounted, they're on top of their opponents, and then decided to be merciful with them by continuing the fight and risking concussions and brain damage <laughs> instead of just just choking them out or just fucking taking them out and just, you know, fucking letting the ref stop it. But of course, hey, who am I? I wasn't in there. I, I'm not to, you know, whatever the fuck. They did great. They did great. They wanted to scrap and they scrapped. And I think, you know, nothing but respect to the guys who stepped in that ring. Even the other team who pretty much lost, even though you're, there's not supposed to be a loss, but they lost and uh, they seem to have partied uh, the night before, which in a lot of ways is incredibly disrespectful. And, you know, um, you know, there's a video, I think Fuckboy or something did a video talking about how, you know, if he didn't party, he would have won or something. And I, yeah, could have, would have, should have. That's, you know, the whole point. You, you shouldn't even be saying that. That's fucking pretty fucking lame, dude. You know, that's fucking gay. It's, it's, well, the thing is, the whole point is that it's supposed to be a fair contest, right? You both had the same amount of time to prepare, to get into the ring, to show up, and to give respect to your opponent. To respect your opponent, give them the respect, and be like, oh, this guy's not a uh, just a fucking, just a piece of, like, um, fluff for me to walk through. This guy is a serious, this is a man. This is another man I'm fighting. He's probably training, so I should train, too. The TEM guys, that's how they treated their opponents. They treated their opponents like guys who would come to really scrap and probably really train. And it looked like the other guys thought that, you know, it was going to be more of like a, a fun scrap. That, you know, they didn't really train. They didn't really take it as an athletic adventure. They took it more as a, I don't know, just, I guess really just to see if they, they would do it. And, and honestly, that's like 99% of it is just showing up. So they fucking showed up. So cool. That's cool. And, you know, so once the fights were over, you know, that was it was the, the LSD flowed. The, <laughs> there's so much LSD. So much LSD in a house. In a house full of men, 10 men, everybody, but maybe one or two on acid. Uh, you know, uh, you, got, you, had your, you had the mixture of MMA, uh, testosterone, THC, fucking LSD. You know, you're just a... Uh, and Texas is it's got this um, interesting freedom, this free quality to it. It's a free quality. You know, all over America, there's a freedom, a goofy freedom we have that a lot of other countries don't have. You can tell when you go to another country, they look at you because you're walking around like you own the place. You know what I mean? Other countries have things like um, royalty. They have, like, stratification of their society. You know what I mean? People are used to being servants or, or the lower class or, or subjects of a queen or something. You know, they're used to that. That's the norm. That's actually normal. You know what I mean? Like throughout all of human history, that's been the norm. This idea of like these people having freedoms, freedom of speech. And, uh, I can have a gun and I can do whatever I want. Like that, you know, I, I have the right to privacy. Like all that stuff is a crazy fever dream created by a bunch of, uh, drunk dudes who wanted to run away from the English, right? Like that. Uh, and we're the byproducts of that. We we're just these people who are just like walking around like, yeah, we're we're free. we have God given rights and we're free and like and nobody else believes that. Nobody really believes that. So that's why we are as Americans the most hilarious people on the planet. I mean, that's that's why we're so hilarious. Okay, because we 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 think we're free. We just walk around just like yeah, whatever. You know, like we had 
and I'm even not even not actually even joking. Um, Americans are considered one of the most the, the hilarious most hilarious people on the planet, most entertaining, and it is because we're so goofy and we'll we'll fucking say anything. We'll say anything that we think, and we'll be fucking serious about it. We'll be serious. We'll, you will witness. You walk around America, and you will witness some of the most hilarious statements being made by people taking themselves absolutely seriously about the most inane or insane shit. Okay, there are people having full-on arguments. Okay, about uh, like what product, what phone, what phone model is the best probably what phone model between the same manufacturer so two different iphones people having now knock down drag out fights people talking seriously about this stuff people talking seriously about television shows okay as if they, they as if that's them as if they lived in that show as if they're in the show themselves okay people are enamored with the false reality and now we're all part of it because of social media. We all get to be create a narrative for everybody. We all get to run for office. We all get to, you know, it's like we're uh, this combination of fucking movie stars and politicians at all times and photojournalists. Are you kidding? Oh my god, you could see any picture. You, I you should see what I'm seeing right now. You have to see it. You have to see it and vote for me this November cuz America uh, we can bring America back. <laughs> That's what everybody is now. And make sure to watch my show at 10 p.m. Also, it's brand new. We've rebranded. And you're like, wow, that this is what being alive is. You're just constantly running a PR campaign. That's that's what life is now. That's You're just trying to figure out where you fit. Huh? Right? Like in the whole scheme of things. Like what what marketing niche? What demographic are you in? Whose market are you for? Who are you? Where do you fit in? You know? Like the, all these that's what all these algorithms are doing. They're trying to figure out where where can we put you? Where where do you fit in that where where can where we can sell you stuff? What secrets can we use against you in order to drive your deepest desires and in the end spend more money on them? Yeah, I mean that's it's really. I mean, I wish it was there was actually an an, an evil. I wish there was more evil. Uh, I mean, there is true evil. But I wish it, you know, and perhaps it's the banality of evil that it makes it all the more evil, right? Like that's, it's like a whole abuse versus neglect thing. It's like sometimes you know, I'm a kid of neglect. I I, I just wanted to be hit more, you know. So I, that's better than not being around sometimes, you know. And so, come on, just hit me. Hit me, hit me, tell me you love me. All right. Uh, <laughs> Interestingly, Texas is where my dad is. Um, you know, I haven't uh, heard from the guy in years. He ran off the Chinese waitress. I know, I talk about this a lot. I've been told I talk about my dad a lot. Um, perhaps it is, um, I wouldn't say it's the most defining moment of my life. It is just... You know what it is? I think it's for the longest time I was the bigger piece of shit than my dad, you know? I was just some, like, fucking middle-aged comic loser, you know? I wasn't fucking... Didn't really have a serious uh, job, and I was just writing jokes and going on stage and and open mics and paying money. I mean, it was just fucking... You know, not, not really something a successful person does right you know and for the longest time i was like god i'm a huge piece of shit and my dad you know he he turned it around i mean he didn't have any money when i was home but once i left home 
wow, it seemed like Lady Luck really smiled on him, you know? I think, you know, it was almost as if I was uh, bringing him down or something. Maybe I was kind of like that albatross. <clears throat> I was like an albatross around his neck, and then he cut me loose. And then when I was cut loose, he, he was able to fly and soar. So he met uh, his last wife, not the Chinese wife that's younger than, uh, definitely younger than me, probably younger than the girls I've dated. Um, and, hey, you know what? And good for him. Good for the old man. You know what I'm saying? He's still got it. Anyways, uh, I was the bigger piece of shit, you know, because he had found, you know, a wife, settled down. He built a business with her. He had two businesses with her. You know, he was building it. You know, and I was like, ah, fuck, man. You know, I'm just a huge piece of shit. And then turned out he had been cheating on her. He'd been cheating on his wife with this Chinese waitress for nine years. And the way she found out was she saw that he ran up all the credit cards and stopped paying the mortgage because <laughs> he ran out of money partying, spending like 10 grand in bottle service at night. I guess he was probably just closing out nightclubs and stuff and just spending all their money on some some Chinese waitress, right? And then he ended up and she found his Viagra and she ended up and he ended up just running off. He ran off and I guess you know, I think he he figured out that she told me or I learned about it or I don't know but he basically didn't say shit he basically didn't say anything to me and just split like I found out from his ex-wife that he was gone and then he had left her for some Chinese whore so that and that was all before the pandemic you know all before the quote-unquote scamdemic right had a little tip off from that Chinese waitress I think made his way to uh, Houston that's what I heard all of this is hearsay, you know? So, anyways, being in Austin, I was like, wow, this is the closest uh, I've been to my dad in a long time. Is that, you know, well, that's a weird feeling. I don't, um, it's a weird feeling to be there and then um, have no idea if he's actually there. Yeah, it's a weird thing. It's like a, it's a weird thing to just be able to, um, know that your parents are out there but then have no real relation with them and knowing full well that they kind of want nothing to do with you you know what i mean like and i know maybe for most people this is gonna be very sad that you know they're gonna be like oh man that's okay but but for me i'm not most people you know this is actually happening to me since i was a kid so for me it's almost kind of it's funny. It's it's actually funny to me because there's really uh, listen the the whole stupid Greek mask thing with the crying and the laughing. Like I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. I think I think you have to go through extreme things in your life. And the thing is, I I'm not like tooting my own horn. I could have had it way worse. You know, there's kids out there who had it way the fuck worse. There's people out who I, I have had it way the fuck worse. There's I still have my limbs. I have all four limbs. And I'll tell you right now, I know I know people without all their limbs who are doing even great, better than me. So that's, you know what? Uh, it does, it's neither, that's neither here nor there, okay? It's neither here nor there. Though I wonder if he would rather have the leg, probably. Um, anyways, I guess, uh, w- uh, you know, what's interesting about this whole thing is that like, okay, 
her dad's in Texas, and this thing in Texas was about Bitcoin. And the thing I like about Bitcoin, what it is about Bitcoin and comedy and jujitsu, uh, is that there's no lying, right? The lying, I mean, uh, of the three, I guess, comedy, there's the most lies. But even the lies are in the service of the truth, right? And the truth being uh, involuntary laughter, right? That That's really what it is. It's like, so you can lie to get people to laugh and the reason you laugh is because you know that it's a lie like deep down inside you understand the contradiction that's going on or, or something like that and it makes you laugh okay um so inherent something inherent to all of that is the truth at bitcoin also it being a, a verifiable ledger it being uh all about transparency and verification you know like just the idea that every transaction is verified um you know and then put into a put into a block, then verified by all the nodes. You know, just the that idea, you know, lends itself to something I've been interested in my whole life, right? Just this idea of, uh, I don't know, is it exposing bullshit, or at least being able to see when you're being lied to, or at least the recognition that there is a lie. Right. I mean, I think that's why I come back to Plato's cave over and over. Right. Just the idea of the cave. Right. Because the, the, the cave, the idea of the cave is that, that it's an illusion. Everybody's trapped in this illusion. An illusion is a lie. Right. Reality is outside. It, it hurts when you go out there. Your eyes hurt. You got, ah, it sucks. People don't like it. But that ultimately is good. That's a good thing. It's a good thing for it to, to for it to suck for the truth for the truth to hurt for the, oh it'd be like ooh you know that, that's good because otherwise you're lying to yourself and when you lie to yourself all you're doing is just you're just kicking the can down the road you just I'll oh, deal with it later kick the can down the road the thing is the road is only so long right because that road is life. And, the, that, and that road comes to an end. So when you're younger, it just seems like, ah, this road's going to go on forever. This road's never going to end, man. This is fucking longest road I've ever been on. You just keep kicking that can. I can keep that. You know, I kicked the can. I kicked the can for years. Kicking it down, right? Now I'm middle-aged, and I'm like, oh, I'm in the middle of the road. I'm in, I'm in the middle now. I can kind of see the end. I can actually see there's an end coming now. It's not as long as I thought. I thought this road was going on forever, but uh, no, there's actually it's not. It's I'm kind of halfway there now. I don't know if I can kick the, keep kicking this. I mean, I can kick the can, but I I feel like it's get we're getting closer. Not sure that maybe I should stop kicking the can. Maybe I should pick the can up and do something. I, I'll and turn it into a knife and then start killing my enemies. No, that's not what I want to do. Um, but you get the point. You get the point, okay? The road is only so long, right? And that's the one thing of about being young, right? You, you get to, you get, it just feels like the the road is so long. Uh, you know, that's the magic of youth. But the magic of youth is actually being retarded. See, that's dumb. It's actually dumb to think that. But we go, oh, these, oh wow, it's so amazing. You know, that's so great. I, you know, and I'm sure, you know, youth, youth is not. Uh, I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm saying I'm sure you know youth. Youth, there is a value to it. Sure, of course there is. I mean, because it's potential, it's future, all of that. But it's also something that everybody has at one point. Yeah, so it's not scarce. 
it's only scarce in your life, but it's not scarce throughout uh, like time and and reality. Like everything is young at some point, right? The value of it is the time you squandered, right? The time I squandered. That that's what's valuable about it. The value the value of it is the time that comes later from the potential of the youth. But the youth itself, it's it's not. Like, it's not good. There's no good in and of itself. It's actually dumb. Kids are dumb. Everybody's dumb. Like, we're all dumb. You you grow and you get better. You don't want to be the dumb thing. I mean, I, mean, I guess you do just because of all the mistakes you've made. <laughs> just because of all the time you wasted. Like, you know, and I guess really when I say you, I mean me. Anyways. I think, uh, you know, my dad was uh, a huge liar. And so he lied to me about things like every single stepmom. Every single stepmom. My, so my dad broke up with my mom when um, I was about six months old. He married somebody else when I was maybe like two, but then divorced her, married somebody else when I was like five, divorced her, married somebody else when I was about 11, divorced her, married somebody else when I was about eight, 19, 20, about 20, Okay. So that's five. Those are the, that's five. And then he divorced that one, ran off with the Chinese waitress. Okay, that's six. So, out of all those moms, the first three, four even, he fucking lied and said that they were my real mom. By the time we got to four, you know, I was eleven. I was like, I don't know. If this <laughs> Funny thing about my dad is he had a type, so they all looked alike. I mean, the t- fucking that was the thing. They uh, they do all look alike. Okay. I'm just going to have you all know. They were all waitresses. They were all Korean waitresses except the last one where he went Chinese. I don't know. Kind of kind of a traitor if you ask me. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I think gooks are better than chinks, dad. All right. um, I don't know. My dad always had a Chinese fetish, so it makes sense. Makes sense. Okay? You know, that's why I'm with a white woman now. <laughs> all right. Anyways. Anyways. Um... Yeah, so I wonder. I I think it got me thinking about just this idea of uh, about Texas, right? This that it's a place of freedom. It's a place of freedom, except for with weed. Except I had weed. Uh, except you know, it's weed I brought from California, and I was smoking it everywhere. But apparently, that's not something you're supposed to do. Oops. Uh, I also have Asian privilege, so I just walk around doing whatever I want. I have goofy Asian American privilege, which is a really dangerous weapon to have okay i have the asian privilege of none of the authorities thinking i'm an issue or a problem but at the same time i have the goofy american privilege of thinking i can do whatever i want and i'm like walk around and smoking weed and being like i'm not doing anything wrong which is some kind of which is against a lot of smoke marijuana openly on the public street and of course in texas yes it is however it's not against the law to carry a pistol openly carry a pistol i sh- could I'm better off having the gun on me than the weed. In fact, you can't even smoke weed if you have a gun. That Did you know that? Did you know that? Yeah. Like, I'm sure everybody's following that law. Right? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, everybody? Right? We're all following the federal law about the not smoking marijuana when you have a firearm. Right, everyone? Right? Everyone ever in the entire country who has registered a firearm, none of you smoke marijuana, right? Right. Yeah. Yes, the government. The government is so upstanding and truthful, you know. 
So my dad lied to me about every fucking stepmom. Basically told me every one of them was my real mom or told me, or in the case of the last two, he didn't even tell me that he was marrying them. He just showed up. He's just like, this is your new mom. <laughs> what? Like, my dad was like, a, I think he just thought he was like a game show host maybe. And he just loved the, the, the drama of the surprise. And he was like, it's a new mom. And I'm like, oh my God, another Another one? Is this the same bitch? <laughs> Are you sure? Because they, All right. They can't be the same woman. She doesn't age. It's the same. They're aging backward. Are they getting younger? Well, the last one before the Chinese one was the oldest. He went old because he needed an old broad. Yeah, here's the thing. He needed an old broad to help build things. You know, He needed an older broad that had the discipline who had to get a little seed money together, get a little capital together, help him buy a little, uh, a little get us, get him started on a business. You know, And then he grew that business. He needed somebody who was disciplined. He didn't need some hot fucking chick who just wanted a party and fucking have bottle service and blow all the money or whatever. No, no. He needed a, at that time, he needed a ride or die chick who would fucking get up at 4 a.m. with him all the time and fucking work fucking 16 hours a day for 10 years straight until they could get a house and all that stuff, right? You know, and that's, that's at the, um, now where the fuck, whatever he was. He was fucking 50 or something, almost 50 or something. He's about my age. Um, so, so that happens, right? So that's fine. But then he had, once he had the money, he was like, oh, I just really want to fuck a waitress and a Chinese. I've just always wanted, um, chink pussy and I'm going to get it because I'm an American. Uh, I'm an American. He did fight for the country. I think he doesn't talk about it, but I think he went to Nam. He was in the army. That's sort of how he got a citizenship, you know? God bless the old military industrial complex, you know? And uh, so then, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, perhaps my obsession with Bitcoin has to do a lot with my dad lying to me about all of my moms. It's just like the government lies to us about all of our money, right? And all the wars. Every war is like a mom I've had, right? <laughs> like every, you know, every war, they're just like, no, no, this is a, this is a war for freedom. This is a war. And then you find out, no, no, it's not. Hey, sometimes, and then you find out you're in a war. You didn't even know you're in a war. It's like a secret war, right? So I get it. I understand. I relate to the spirit of the Texans, you know, and the spirit of Ron Paul, who's also a Texan, who says, you know, and the Fed, spirit of Alex Jones, who lives in Austin, right? He's warning us about the, the globalists and the deep state and the fucking just all of it, the depopulation program. Uh, and also um, dads who keep telling you that the lady they are bringing over is your mom, but you know, she's not your mom, even though she is that your mom. You're not quite sure because you don't have, he took all the pictures away and he, and they look alike. They goddamn look alike. So it's very, you know, fucks with your head. You can imagine how that has affected me to the point where, you know, I, I don't really, I, um, I have a sickness where I seek approval I'm continually seeking approval from strangers, yet at the same time, I don't really care. I couldn't care less if they didn't like me because I've had my own parents. That, I mean, that was just my dad, you know, uh, abandoned me, my mom. You know, I've had them tell me to my face that I was a mistake or I'm a loser or, you know, just something pretty much uh, some of the worst stuff you could imagine being told, you know, being told to me. So having been through that, it's very difficult for me to 
give a, a fuck what a regular person thinks like really care like i i what what are you gonna do what are you gonna do to me what are you gonna do to me anyways in some ways um austin was like one of the last uncaptured cities maybe maybe the commies haven't fully taken over it's almost like a little time capsule of like what it was like 10 years ago or right before obama or something you know like it's weird it's weird maybe it's all the guns i think it's the guns I honestly think that um, even though Austin is a liberal city, everybody's packing. I'm just assuming they are, right? And an armed society is a polite society. I'm that's that's what it seems like. Seems like there's a lot less crime. Seems like there's a lot less, or at least the vibe, the criminal vibe. It puts a check on things when I think, you know, if uh, you pull out a gun, there's a good chance twenty other people also have guns are going to pull out. It's just going to be an open shootout, uh, but really just to get rid of one person. I don't know. I mean, I think that's the best we got right now. It's been uh, 2,000 years since Jesus, right? 2,000, <laughs> 2000 years since Jesus Christ died on the cross, right, uh, for our sins. And uh, we the best we got is that everybody should have a handheld weapon of death in order for everybody else to be cool. That's where we're at. That's where we've 2,000 years and we we won't kill each other as long as we can all kill each other. That I mean, and maybe that is the best. Maybe that is the best we got, you know? Maybe we, it is in, it's in our nature to fight. It's in our nature to fight. It's in our nature to challenge things. It's in our nature to lie. It's in our nature to run from things, right? I think... Um, Telling the truth and lying are analogous to fighting and running away, right? There, there's. It's just um, lying is hiding from the truth, running from the truth, avoiding the truth altogether. The truth is a poison, right? That you must dodge, avoid, ditch, right? Duck, get weave, bob. It's just you got to be liquid. You, you know, if you're lying, you got to be. Um, like made out of molten metal, right? You gotta be, you gotta be a shapeshifter. You gotta, you gotta, when you tell the truth, you just do the thing. You just like, yeah, here you go. You just, it's, it's not complicated. It's very, very uncomplicated. But that very uncomplicated thing, it hurts. It hurts people because lying is so natural. It's, it's just, otherwise. Otherwise, it would be the opposite. And that isn't to say, like, we all need to be telling the truth all the time and whatever. You know, you got to have decorum. You got to have tact. You can't just go around blurting things. You know, you got to, there's people have feelings and people have, you know, there's just people are, we're all human beings. We're not just robots going around just telling each other ones and zeros. Okay. It's just finding the balance, right? Stop being such a fucking uh, salesman. Stop being such a marketer, you know, stop being such a politician. If I can tell the truth once in a while. Dad. No. <laughs> How much of comedy is just like, father? <laughs> I mean, that's what I feel like, uh, at least for me, I guess. And it also seems like most of mythology and humankind this is just a bunch of a series of shitty dads competing with their sons to see who's the bigger piece of shit, you know? So, anyways, back to why I always go on about my dad, you know, especially this whole thing of him running away with the Chinese waitress. Honestly, because there's only so much material I can get out of my life that isn't so sad that it turns the entire audience off. So I'm trying to make something out of it, okay? 
I, I made a whole bit out of me meeting my mom. Incredibly traumatic experience, but you know what? I get that's that's my closer. That's a closer right there. Okay, it took me a while to come up with all the little beats and jokes for that. That's that's a closer. So you know, I got other closers to build out of the trauma in my <laughs> in my life. Okay. Um, also, the fact that uh, in the contest of uh, pieces of shit, I was winning, and now now my dad is. So in a way, it's he's given me the greatest gift of all. Right, giving me the gift of um, freedom, the freedom to talk as much shit as I want about him and his piece of shit decision to run away with a Chinese waitress. Um, I think like half, half, half his age, half his, yeah, half his age. I guess is younger than me. Like definitely younger than me, way younger than. All right. Anyways, um, I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> I just honestly think that's hilarious. I think it's funny. It's a, again, Greek mask, okay? Which one is it going to... You want me to be the crying guy or the laughing guy, right? You're lucky I'm the laughing guy. I'm just telling you right now. You don't want... You want me to be... You want me to do hours of this crying? You want me to be the crying guy? Dude, can you imagine? I would probably be much more prolific. I honestly do... Probably if I was the crying guy... If I was the crying guy, I could probably do like three-hour podcast of just me whining just crying about how terrible things are to, and people would like it that's the thing about this world that is what would do that's where i would find success if i was the most pathetic just little ugh, like a sad sack version of myself just whining and complaining and pointing the finger and saying everybody sucks and just talking shit about everything i feel like i would have a lot more uh, attention and engagement because that's what people people like that do they? I don't know. I uh, yeah. Hey, listen. I it's I'm. I am. Uh, I've been around long enough to know that you know I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, I'm not an easy pill to swallow. You know what I'm saying? I'm not a. a gr- I don't make a great first impression with everyone. I'm an acquired taste. Okay, so I I don't expect. I don't expect to be liked, you know. I don't expect to be loved by everybody. I don't expect any of that, you know. It's fine. It's fine. Um, you know, all I I suppose I am expecting is, you know, uh, just a follow or a like. Okay, how about that? No, I'm just <laughs> that's all this is all about. All I need is for every one of you to give me one like. Uh, just follow me on Twitter and give me a like, and that's all this is. That's all I need. It's all I need to live the next day. I will kill myself if you don't like my goddamn tweet. That I, Okay, now that's what I should do is hold myself hostage. Every episode, I'll hold myself hostage over a series of tweets that I'm going to release. And then if you don't, I will commit some kind of bodily harm. I will mutilate my body publicly if I don't, requir- I don't get the um, engagement I require. Okay? That's what we're. That's next. That's what's next on the horizon for us. We already have people desperately putting everything they could possibly put out there. Every single fucking thought, every opinion, everything, which also happens to be the exact same opinion as the next person posting for some reason. Everybody seems to be wanting to post their precious, stupid opinions that are exactly the same as everybody else's. They're all clamoring to do this. I, I, we'll, they'll fucking kill their own mothers to be the one with the most likes. 
for the opinion that everybody else has, but at least they're the one that may, that's trending. We're trending. Oh my God, you're trending. It's so important. It's so important. Um. Anyways, uh, yeah, follow me on um, is it Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify. Follow the Rosen Kim cast. Look, you don't want to give me sats. You don't think there was any value. And honestly, I, hey, what did I do except, you know, ramble about my dad and then a bunch of internet strangers fighting each other in Austin for uh, like 50 minutes, you know? Like, you don't think that that was worth anything? I, I, I don't blame you. You can get this for free. You get this for free because I don't even, the, the money, the Satoshis, that, that, yes, that is the most, uh, the hardest digital asset ever created, you know, uh, backed by one of the largest networks ever and that you could actually take self-custody of. It's never happened before in the history of money. Sure, I would appreciate anything, any of that. But, but if you don't find that, you know, perhaps you're not ready to, go into the value for value model perhaps you're not ready to uh, download another app perhaps you don't even perhaps you've never even bought bitcoin like some kind of retard okay Th- whatever right i still get the the sweet little little juice from the analytics you know the little numbers the little numbers come and they say oh i got one more i got one more in there and that's all all that matters right that's all that matters in the end that's all any of this is we're all going to be in our deathbeds looking at uh Analographs, bar bar charts of our analytics, right? That's that's what I want for the last moment of my life. I want to know what are my numbers. What are my numbers before I go? The last time I checked my numbers, my numbers, am I trending? Anyways, thanks for listening to the Rogan Kim Cast. I hope you can join me the next time, uh, whenever the next time is, uh, and also of course, uh, you know, please subscribe and share like and uh, shove it over your butt. All right. Thank you very much. Goodbye.